It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, live from New York. It's the show that's looking for a big face coffee sponsorship, huh? <laughs> Jimmy Butler? Yeah, a lot of visibility. It's nice. Also on today's show, Dak is back for the fourth yeah, day in a row. Why Nick has the Cowboys on upset alert. Oh, come on. Meanwhile, Baby Goat also back. Why it behooves him. We have a strict <laughs> no pun policy that I broke. To end the quarterback controversy. And finally, uh, Russ went 0 for 11. Yikes. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, how are you feeling about your favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers? Not my favorite team. They well, just employ the greatest player ever. More importantly, how do you not promote one hour from now, America, Ooh. Kevin Wilde's upset alert? Ooh. People have been setting their watches to it all day, I got adding it. it to their calendars yeah. one hour and about Appreciate three that. minutes from okay. now. Stay Wilde's tuned. Upset. Good job. Right. Well, we start with C-Mac to San Fran. Nick, you called this last week, Carolina Fire Sale. Panthers get draft picks. You get a second round pick, you get a third round pick, you got a fourth round pick, you get a fifth round pick. C-Mac gets the chance to play with one of the winningest quarterbacks of all time, Broussard. Well, Nick. it's just true. Oh, <laughs> just God. true. Do you like this trade? I'm not sure, but before I even react to the trade, can I tell you guys something? We love because it. Because I'm talking to it. one of my best friends and a guy I work with. Uh, <laughs> and so, and to the audience. <laughs> So I, yesterday, Brew drives a real fancy car, and mm-hmm. I've been jealous. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yesterday, I got a Bentley. Oh, look at you. Now, Seems like it's a, a little. A Bentley? A Bentley. Now, oh, it's my. a little used, and it breaks down some, and I paid a little more than what it cost when it was bought <laughs> brand new, but there's a Bentley in my driveway. Hey. <laughs> It looks good. It looks good. And it's going to be fun to drive. Also, I financed it. I, 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 it's going to cost me a lot in the future. But I've got a Bentley, America. Hey. That's what the Niners just did. They got a Bentley in the driveway. And it's going to be fun till it breaks down. But that bill is going to come due. It doesn't make a lot of sense. A team that the whole idea of the Shanahan system is any running back. They now, in the last two drafts, the last two drafts and now this, these picks, will have dedicated to the running back position one second, three-thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth, plus about $14 million a cap space. Listen, if they win the Super Bowl, Brew is worth it. If okay. not, it's a disastrous overpay that doesn't really make sense. So it's, but it's cool. You have Christian yeah, McCaffrey cool. now. It's really cool. It's Here's really cool. Here's the thing, and, and I like your Bentley analogy. Yeah. You're super wealthy. That's the thing. And everybody's talking about the three picks, right? The, the second round, the third round, the fourth round. You know this. They, had two, they got two compensatory picks, too, for minority coaches leaving their program, yeah, going to other they, buildings. But they don't have so first they st- round pick. No. But, well, but they, had a, they gave up a second, a third, and a fourth. Yeah. Now, this year, they'll have, what, two-thirds? Yeah. And two-fifths, not to mention later rounds. So, they're really just kind of giving up a second. No, that's I mean, not right. Well, but they st- it's not like they don't have any other picks this year. Sure. So, I'm just saying they had so much, mm-hmm. they could just kind of – that's why you get all these extra picks. Because, hey, we might want to go out and spend on something. Mm-hmm. So, I like it, and I hear you. But, look, McCaffrey, this year is not much money they're paying him. Less than a million. He'll be $12 million for the next three years yep. if, if it ends up staying that long. And he – look, you know how great their defense is. You picked them to reach the Super Bowl. 
But offensively, as great as Jimmy G has been as far as success, they're only averaging, what, 20 points a game? They need playmakers around him. I like him, but I know he's a game manager, right? That's all he is. So you got Debo who can make plays. Oh, they have the best weapons in the conference. Right now, and I agree, Jeff Wilson Jr., whoever they put behind behind the quarterback, runs the ball well, right? But McCaffrey catches it out of the back. It gives them another weapon out of the back. Those little check downs, he might turn some of those into big gainers Oh, that's a Jimmy G. So I I like them. They're a lot better offensively. I agree you got to win a Super Bowl. And, and even for your boy Trey Lance next year, that'll give him an ultimate safety maybe. valve, Strong maybe assuming there. McCaffrey's healthy. Here's my biggest takeaway. You were a winner because you predicted that Carolina was going to have this fire sale. Yeah. But I think you lost a little bit here, too. Why? Because one of your takes that Brew hates is that Kyle Shanahan does not believe in Jimmy G. You yeah. can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. You can get close, but you can't do it. But doesn't this move... Make you think, huh, Jimmy G. No, this move. We could go the whole way. Let me show you. I got, I got a special graphic cooking. Here's the thing. If you win the Super Bowl, you usually add a nice player. And sometimes that person makes plays in the mm. literal Super Bowl, like Odell did, like A.B. Nice. did. That's nice. So, to me, it's thinking, wow, the Niners really believe in this squad. You really believe that Jimmy G can get them there to the point that they're willing to give up one, two, three, four picks yeah. to sort of carpe diem no, go they, after it right now. I think now. They, they clearly do. Right now they have the best weapons in the conference, without question, the best defense in the whole league. They're in a, a shockingly soft division. Yep. Shanahan believes in himself. They yep. have all those things. That graphic, however, you said you have a really nice graphic. I disagree. I think that's a terrible graphic. Dusty, Sorry. That, that dust man. Because there's a couple things that doesn't that doesn't show you. One is a lot of those players were acquired for just money, like Odell Beckham Jr. There's no draft compensation sure. given up. The other one is it does not include the long list of teams that also made midseason moves and did not win the uh, Super yeah, Bowl, which far, right, which far outstrips it. <laughs> so the, the thing with McCaffrey, forget running back value and his expense, all that. The other part of that with him is for all of college and his first three years in the pros, there were 86 games he could have played in. He played in 85 of them. He was incredibly durable and incredibly healthy. And then over the last three years of 39 games he could have played in, he has played in 16 of them. Right. And it is not one injury. He missed six games with a high ankle, then four with a shoulder, then a few with a thigh, then a hamstring, then the left ankle. That, to me, is concerning. And I understand Brew's point, which is even though they had traded the first-round picks for Trey Lance, they had these other picks. That's, but just because you have a lot of those picks doesn't mean it doesn't hurt you to give up a second, third, a fourth, and a fifth, sure. which is what they gave up. You can say that's like I think it's called the surplus cost fallacy, not ah. the sunk cost, but the surplus. Like because okay. you have a lot, you think you can waste it. If but they, it's not a waste. Well, no, but it is an overpay. And if they win the Super Bowl, by the way, the Rams overpaid for Von Miller. They traded a second and a third for 10 games of Von Miller. But the last two of those games were the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl that he helped them win. So it was worth it. My point is, if they don't win the Super Bowl and or if C-Mac gets banged up as he has been, this is going to look like, wow, that's a lot of assets you've spent on a position that the whole idea of the Shanahan system is you can plug anyone into that position. Well, anyone has worked, as I said, as far as running the football. But those guys haven't been as explosive catching the football as McCaffrey obviously will be. Look, I think it's going to help them. And he's been healthy this year. We'll give him that. Yes. Yep. I, obviously, if he gets injured, it's a problem. But let me ask you this, because you have them going – you had them going to the Super yes. Bowl anyway. Yep. I think some of this, Wilds, yep. mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. he's got to meet in the Chiefs, of course. And now that they've added, when healthy, I- one of the absolute best running backs in the league, <laughs> are you a bit scared oh, that should your, your pick come true, Kansas City, San Francisco, oh, no. No, that the course, 49ers listen, will Of course the Niners are an improved team and right now this moment with McCaffrey. But that's uh, anytime you put anything on the credit card 
it always in the moment feels great. Yeah, that's true. It, it costs you literally nothing, and you have something you didn't previously have. So, of course, in the moment it feels great. What they have put on the credit card is, to me, a luxury because it's the running back, and they were, I mean, Jeff Wilson was fine. Elijah Mitchell has been good for them, and I know, you know, they've dealt with some injuries there, but guys will come back. And it's a luxury at a position you already this year spent a third round pick on. Last year spent a third and a sixth on. It's just wild. It's like it, the Panthers spent all those picks trying to find the right quarterback. But at least that's quarterback. To spend a second, three thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth on one position, which is kind of considered the most fungible position in the sport, sure. it strikes me as... Bad management, but if they win the Super Bowl, then it makes a lot of sense. It would be sweet to give them a little package of plays this Sunday, wouldn't it? Oh, Ooh, and I see. think they will. Oh, you think, you think he's going to have a big role Sunday? A little bit. I think they'll have a package for him. A little package. Okay. Just small. small. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to turn our attention to Cardinals New Orleans. Kyler threw one Cardinals touchdown. Andy Dalton threw two. Interesting moment prior to those picks. Kyler politely telling his coach to relax. <laughs> Here's Kyler after the game. Take a listen. He's over there. He's sometimes, uh, he's uh, he's real animated over there on the sideline sometimes. So um, it's always, you know, it's never, it's never, you know, calm down. We're good. You know, we're gonna make it right. Um, we ended up scoring, so that was good. But uh, yeah, that's all I was saying. Just chill out. And calm down a little bit. Something or nothing. Look, I think it's something because if they continue to struggle. We know that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be gone. I don't care that he signed that contract extension. I think he'll lose his job. Kyler obviously isn't going anywhere. But this in this individual incident, I'm leaning toward nothing. And it looked bad. I get it. It looked horrible. It looked way worse. And we talked about Tom Brady yelling at his lineman mm-hmm. yesterday. It, that, it made that look like nothing, okay? He's cursing at his coach, yeah. all right, yelling full throat at him. Um, but this is a, something I think looks worse on TV than it is in real life. Wiles, I had an incident like this in college sure. basketball. Uh, I yelled at my coach. Swore at him? Kind of like that. Yeah, I think I was swearing. For sure. I was at the free throw line. He, you know, he called me out for not passing the ball, even though I got fouled. I was going to the free throw line. So I'm yelling at him. It was so, this 45 I'm, years ago. I'm yelling. I'm yelling. Well, that's when it was old school. Put it in the pink You really didn't yell at a coach. Yeah. But it worked out. It was fine. I ended up getting the coach's award that year. Okay. So I'm yeah. just saying. But you're a good guy. I think they'll be fine. And you had a good reputation. Can, are you yeah, done with Kyler? Wow. This is a pain in the ass. Oh, you're done with Kyler on it. I, listen, Cliff Kingsbury's a bad coach. Okay. So yes. I'd be frustrated if I were Kyler as well. But we have a lot of accumulating pieces Woo. of evidence that Kyler is not the most fun guy in the world to work with. Do we not? Like the And, and I just, I, I agree with you, Wilds, in bringing up or... Whichever one of you brought it up, I apologize. You know, we have Brady yelling at his offensive lineman, and it, it, it will feel unfair if one guy gets a pass and the other guy gets attacked. But I also do think there is a difference between players yelling at players and Ooh. the quarterback, you know, knowing that all cameras That's and right. eyes are on him, walking to, not even like in the privacy of the defenses on the field, we're on the sideline. Two side of these line. ones. Yeah, nothing like uh, that. But time out, the sure. cameras are on you, and you are du- saying it twice. Yeah. So it calmed the bleep down clear as day twice. I just, and the one thing where I disagree with Bruce, Bruce says, yeah, if it doesn't work out, Kingsbury will be fired. That's not a, that's a pretty frugal ownership group. And mm-hmm. I, they just gave him an extension. And they just gave Kyler an extension. And I could see them trying to say, you know what, guys, figure it out. I think it's weird, man. And so, yeah, I do think it's something. Don't you think that if you were another NFL coach and, you know, you're at that big coach's meeting, like, hey, saw you get cursed out by your quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it like, doesn't that's look not, good. Like, no. how many other coaches would be like, that would never happen to every other coach? Like who, head coach. Head coach? Yeah, because well, we saw Brady and Bill O'Brien get into it and kind of mother bleep each other. But, uh, it's different Both. with coordinators. Yep. It's the, the head coach. The head coach? I don't know. Mac Jones come back this week. He might yell at Belichick if he's not helping him with that branding. Mac 10 stuff. I mean, I don't know. It's just what I'm hearing. He would never. This is what I'm hearing. I listen to a lot of WEI. Do you? Right up there. Yeah. 
Oh, you got the Nick Wright. Uh, no, I just listened to it up there. Yeah, Marconi. Greg Hill won the Marconi Radio oh, Show of the Year. Uh, Let's talk Russ. We're talking Clippers, Lakers next. This will be a good one. Stay tuned. First things first. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. We're back talking Lakers Clippers. This is a great game. Kinda. No, it wasn't. Get me on the court and I'm trouble. Yesterday, messed around and got two points, three (laughs) rebounds, and four assists. (laughs) Here's Russ and LeBron after the game. Take a listen. How would you assess your game tonight? Um, Solid. Solid. Um, Played hard. That's all you can ask for. Um, Move on to the next one. Flush it down the toilet and get ready for Sunday. He's a veteran. Uh, We've all had bad shooting nights. I've had bad shooting nights. Everybody in this league has had bad shooting nights. Who cares? Um, I thought he played a, uh, I thought he played a great game. By you know, defensively he was in tune. He was locked in. He pushed the tempo. Just didn't make any shots, man. He, you know, and that's okay. Go ahead, Wilds. Well, you gotta ask a question. We, what are we doing? What, what do you mean? What are we doing? What are we doing here? I mean, can I say something real quick? <laughs> that's gonna be unpopular today. Sure. A slight, tiny defense of Russell Westbrook. Oh. He listen. He has not given up. He was working his ass off on yes, defense. True. And he had three consecutive excellent defensive possessions down the stretch against Kawhi Leonard. Unfortunately, he is irrevocably broken on offense. And what I say on Wednesday, that this is the worst starting backcourt in the NBA. Might have understated it. Oh, no. Maybe I should have said the worst starting backcourt and backcourt off the bench in the NBA. <laughs> Brew, here's what Russ Beverly and their number one guard off the bench, Kendrick Nunn, did Buckle yesterday's up. game. Keep in mind, green is good, oh, red is bad. That's 24 red X's and one green circle. Starting backwards, one of 25 from the. That would be hard to oh, do. Oh, plus none. I mean, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. So, I mean, what do you want? What do you want? Listen, a shockingly brew, Rob Belinka maybe made some mistakes this summer. <laughs> you think? But it's and Russ is it's not all on Russ is my point though. I, I am with you. And 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 I'll give even a bigger defense of Russell Westbrook. Okay. And I'm not saying they shouldn't trade. You guys know I've been saying they should have traded him for who? John Wall. The guy yeah. that came back to bite ago, them last that. night. No, he was good. I was saying last yeah. year, give up give up Westbrook in that first round pick. For John Wall, 15 points, what, 23 minutes? And some some real burst. And he can run an offense better than Russ. He'll be a role player better than Russ. And that's the problem with Russ. Look, I agree with Westbrook. He was solid last night. Now, LeBron went overboard with great. Here's why he was solid. Hold on, hold on. The pendulum has swung. But hold on, let me finish. for 11. Solid. Nick mentioned the defense, which was great. So he played with energy. He played with hustle. His defense was good. He missed shots, okay? They want Russ to be a role player. He was a role player. And Russell Westbrook as a role player is never going to shoot well because he's a rhythm guy. He's not a good shooter even when he's in rhythm. But he has to have the ball. He has to be in a rhythm. He has to be a volume shooter. As a role player, he's going to get his 8, 10, 11 shots. He ain't going to shoot well. I'm just telling the Lakers right now, if you want Russell Westbrook to be a role player, you're going to get nights like this, maybe not 0 for 11, but 2 for 11. A lot of those, 
He can't shoot. Yeah. And, and Brew, here's the thing. And when you saw it last night, it's not just his missed shots that kill you. It's the way it'll, him being on the court, particularly him being on the court with Beverly. And if I had to listen to Reggie Miller oh. for one more minute to talk about Patrick Beverly like he is the damn Joel Osteen of team motivation <laughs> while he's out there breaking shots and, and committing Nick, fouls, I'm going to lose it. Be fair. I'm, what? Be fair about what? He's Patrick what? Beverly was a good pickup. No. I'm t- no. He, he's not good with Russell be, Westbrook because no. okay, neither one of them can no. shoot. I but Beverly? Not, yeah, and I'm as, shocked as, that as, AD as and LeBron are listening. Mascot, I mean, maybe. they... But can I show you some possessions? He's a good pickup, man. Down the stretch yeah, let's see it. And watch what the defense does to LeBron because they're like, oh, we can just double or triple team you and watch what happens. This is all when the game is tied or it's a three-point game. Show us the first one. Here's the first Russell Westbrook possession. About four and a half minutes left. LeBron gives him the ball. Okay, well, he's wide open. He's like, I probably shouldn't shoot it. And then... It just is a possession <laughs> gone to Ooh, die. I like that one. Next one. That wasn't Next one. solid. All right, so that's one guard. Here's the other one. LeBron draws the defense. You're wide open. You're terrible, though. So how about the worst floater you'll see all ah! year? And then can we see the last one? Russ, the previous time, was like, all right, I didn't take the open three. They're going to double LeBron. I'm open. And clank, clank. You can't run an offense like this, Wild. And LeBron... God love him. There's only so much he can do. For years, it was all oh, LeBron on the low block. It's like unguardable. But it was unguardable because if you don't send a double, he'll get to the rim. And if you send a double, he'll find an open shooter. Right. Unfortunately, the open shooters don't exist because the Lakers forgot to sign him this year. Okay. So it's a problem. Yeah. All right. So we talk about two teams a lot on this show. Your Nets. And your Lakers. I'm not a Laker fan. I know, but they're your Lakers for, yeah, for the time. The Nets, Nets are way better. Have a won't problem, right? Steve Nash won't install an offense that's not ISO ball. Kyrie won't play enough games. Ben Simmons won't be aggressive enough on offense. The Lakers have a can't problem. LeBron can't carry the Lakers like he did 15 years ago. Russ can't thrive in this role. And Kendrick Nunn and Pat Beverly can't make threes. They can't. That's not their calling card. So is this all Rob Polinka's fault, Brew? And if it is, then why did he sign an extension oh, this I heard he makes one month. hell of a Tom Collins over at the Rambo's <laughs> house. What are we talking about? I mean, he's great at parties. It's all about the... I, the, I mean, what are we... To, what, of I course, what are we talking well, about? Lakers on. aren't a serious the, organization. LeBron wanted Russ. Now, but ultimately, that's on Palenka. Because yes. you, even though LeBron is a, obviously a superstar, you still have to stand your ground. Yes. And if you have to tell your superstar, no, we think this is a better move. Buddy healed. Russ won't fit. You got to be able to do it. And that was a That's year where LeBron wanted Russ a year and a half strong ago. enough to do it. And he couldn't. But and they have, could, yeah, he, I mentioned John Wall. That's one they could have made. They could have made several. There, there's anything they could. The other thing here's, though, here's the other thing. Because if, if you know, if Rob Polinka's defense attorney were here, what he'd be saying, I'm sure, is listen, we're going to trade Russ eventually off the record. However, we're going to wait and see if something better than – we know Turner and Heald are available. We're going to wait and see if something better develops. That's why we haven't done it yet. Now, it might be too late by that time, by the way. So I'm not even sure if that, oh, if that defense holds water. But let's say it does. That doesn't justify two straight postseasons of building out a roster as if the three-point line didn't exist, which is what they've done. It is – they have – last year they were like, we want old guys – we want old guys that, you know, have been savvy in playoff veterans. battles, savvy veterans. This year, they went young, athletic guys. Neither year did they do shooters. The, 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 what was the last name? Ryan? The kid yeah, who came yeah, in, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, oh, I think he might yeah, need Matt to Ryan. start. Yeah, like, they, they hoping he's their Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I mean. But he, look, here's the thing, though. I'm going to put some of this on the players. I don't think that maybe Ham, too, the coaching staff. Why, if you can't shoot threes, why are you shooting threes. so many? Why Russ, they can walk up threes. They, oh, they are I mean, fifth in the league. And right. a half a game. They're fifth in the league in three-point attempts, like LeBron said after the first game. We're open for Bro. a reason, Bro, including were, LeBron. They were, He's shooting too many, too. He's 28% from three. They were 10 of 40 in game one. And in game that two, they good. shot more and made less. <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
They, I mean, once you got LeBron and AD who can score in the oh, mid-range and the start on AD. Foul, get fouls on the We're defense. Not, Stop shooting so many threes I mean, until well, you can hit 30%. Okay. 33%. It's Sunday, a must-win game for Dak. First things first. Next, stay tuned. Watch out. AD just shot another contested mid-ranger. What are we doing? <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're talking already about Monday Night Football. America's team, the New England Patriots, head into Chicago in a heated rematch of Super Bowl XX. I'm still out for victory, Nick. Patriots are 100-point favorites as they should be. As previously mentioned, Victor Cruz joins us. Welcome, Victor. But we are going to start with Nick Wright, Mac Jones hater. (laughs) Or Bailey Zappi, clutch client supporter. Does the baby goat, Mac Jones... Have one game to prove he's the starter. Well, you can't lose the Bears. That's and true. I am, I, I know sometimes you think, ah, Nick, you're just hard on Mac for the show. Not true. You know how I know it? Because I told you yesterday, I have a significant financial investment in the Patriots winning this week. And I am so much more nervous now that Mac is starting rather than happy. Because I feel like the, that Bailey's happy, the reason he has been good, is the same reason Mac Jones looked good last year. That's true. He's playing within himself. He knows exactly what they want from him. He's happy to be there, and he just wants to run the offense and make no mistakes. Against a team like the Bears, with your offense getting healthier and your defense really playing well, particularly that rookie corner, Jack Jones, I feel like that's all you need. But Mac Jones, on the other hand, when he played this year, Vic, it's like he was trying to prove Oh, I deserve to be in that Pro Bowl. I deserve to be talked about like one of the best young quarterbacks. And he, first of all, he doesn't. And second of all, he can't play that way. And so yeah, I think that if Mac goes out in this game and throws a couple picks, even if they win, I think Belichick looks at it again and says, well, what are we trying to get out of the quarterback position right now? So, yeah, I think that Mac has, is far from secured as the starter for the rest of the year. I think he's got a, a – I don't even know if he's secured for this game. Like, I, I think the way Belichick operates, he likes feeding the hot hand. He likes going with what's happening, with what's going in the right direction in this current moment as he sees it. And right now, Bailey Zappi has been the more confident quarterback. He's been the more precise quarterback. He looks the most comfortable out there. And Mac, um, I know it's just, you know, the first couple games of the season, but he doesn't look as comfortable as Bailey did. And to your credit, he looked like how Mac did a year ago when he came in with no pressure. You know, he's coming in for Cam. He's just coming in to play well, coming in to make sure he doesn't make any mistakes, playing a clean game. And that's what Bailey's been doing. And if he can continue that, I think he will be the star. I think Mac might get his opportunity uh, this weekend. But if he he squanders that in any way, even if they win, if he doesn't play well, Bailey will be back in there. Yeah, look, I'm – I think in Belichick's mind, Mac is the starter. Mm-hmm. Because I agree with what you said. He usually rides a hot hand. I'm baffled that he's putting in Mac Jones. Me too. Like, I, I would stick with Bailey Zappi. 100%. You know, I mean, even if it's under the, the guise of, you know, Mac gets another week or as long as Bailey's playing well and they're winning, I would go with him. And the fact that he isn't tells me, look, sure, if Mac goes out there and it's horrible, two, three picks, and they lo- lose embarrassingly, yeah, he, he might go back to Zappy. But if Mac is just solid, plays okay, and they win, I think Belichick wants to go with Mac. Because otherwise, he is stuck with Zappy at this point. Usually, I address everybody on the show. Because the show is a lot, Vic, welcome. It's based on chemistry. Mm-hmm. I have to break format a little bit and talk directly to Mac Jones. Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there for you, man. People are jumping off the Mac Jones train left and right, but old KW is there in a major way. You have to throw the ball to the guys wearing Patriots jerseys. That's the only thing you need to do. 
Do not throw it to the guys wearing the Bears jersey. If you do that, you could go 7 for 12 with 129 yards and let the defense take care of the game. That's all we need. But please... Do not start airing it out. It will make my life so difficult that, next week. Why? You really? I've given so much to you. I need this one but coming this way. But you do understand that you are a huge part of the reason that he struggled the way he did. No. Why? Yes. Too much support. Too much yeah, love. Because there was there was this You're idea the the baby goat. That this, like his Pro Bowl was legitimate as opposed to being the fourth alternate. All of this stuff got in his head to where he's filing trademarks. He's doing. Oh, would the, you stop? He's fi- doing, everyone's filing a okay, trademark. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. going to file yeah. facts over feelings. I, and, it and then he yes. came out this year. Check that out. He came out yeah, this right year and tried to play like a star <clears throat> instead of like someone who's very lucky to be where he is. Oh goodness! And because of that, listen, he just—he was the worst starting quarterback in football until he got hurt. So that's all he was. It okay. was him and Baker. Okay. So has he thrown an interception in the last few weeks? Okay. No, because he has. No. How about Trevor Lawrence? Oh. How's he doing? Okay. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on. Dak is back yet again. He's back. He's back every day. We're like, oh, but now he's officially back. Lions at Cowboys Sunday at one. Nick, I'm going to start with you. What would a loss to the Lions mean for the Cowboys? Yikes. Uh, well, well, it would certainly make the next week's game against the Bears a must-win for Dak. Yes. I, Bears are a tough team, by the way. Here's the don't thing, get me wrong. I don't know where you stand on this. Mm-hmm. I think the Lions are better than their record suggests. Yeah, definitely. I think there's two one and four teams right now that I would not like playing: the Raiders and the Lions. The Raiders because I just think they should probably be three and two, mm-hmm. and the Lions because they do one thing exceptionally well. They protect Jared Goff, and because of that, they they can have an explosive offense. I'm very interested to see in this game if the Cowboys' defense can't take it over because I don't think they're going to be able to, because of that Lions' defensive line, what offensive approach they have. The Lions have the worst rush defense in the NFL. They should just try to run the ball and win an ugly game. I don't think they're – Dak doesn't want to just hand the ball off. That's my – so that's what I want to ask you. Like, do you think Dak is going to be like, I am back, I feel good, I want to remind the world the difference between me and Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, it was running game defense, I'm Dak Prescott, let me throw the ball around, because that I think could be risky. It could be very risky. If I'm Dak Prescott, I'm looking at the recipe that Cooper Rush came in there and had 4-1, and and it was running the ball, having a balanced offense, making sure we're opportunistic on third down, we're in third and manageable situations, not third and forever, trying to make big plays out of nothing. That's the that's the Dak that's the offense that we need to see out of Dallas. Not Dak throwing it 35, 40 times, trying to get the ball to C D Lamb a million times and just being off target or because it's not like Dak was lighting it up before he got hurt either. It's right. not like he was, no, was you know what I mean, really exploding out there. He played he wasn't playing great when he got hurt. Cooper Rush comes in, goes four and one, balanced offense. Ezekiel Elliott comes to life. You start to see that running game happen a little bit more. So it's just Dallas needs to get back to that balanced offense that, that we've been seeing with Cooper Rush at the helm, and Dak can go be Dak when the opportunity presents itself. I'd rather Dak be Dak when it's third and five, manageable situation, third and three, third and short, than third and 12, third and 15, <clears throat> sure. trying to make something out of nothing. And if he's not, then shame on Dak. Mm-hmm. And he deserves all the negativity that will come his way if they lose mm-hmm. because he's trying to throw for 350 yards. And so to the answer the question, if they lose – He's going to have another week. I mean, you think the criticism and the speculation and the quarterback controversy was bad the last five weeks? You will have pundits on TV. You will have fans in Dallas all yelling for Can Cooper Rush. Foolishly, but you yelling for foolishly, Cooper Rush. Will you be one of them? No, You are no, Mr. No, quarterback no, wins. No, if no, no. If he goes no, out and loses. No. Okay, let me ask you this. He loses the Lions. And then they lose to the Bears. Well, then will you, you lose be to the Lions and the Bears. Back to back. Well, then have, will you be calling for Cooper Rush? I don't know if I'll be calling, <laughs> but I'll be. I'll Tell be. Like, I'll be thinking. Back, yeah, you might. I, might, I mean, really though, if, would I be wrong? Like, I just know your quarterback yeah. wins, guy. Be in pencil. Win It'd be a, a, a take in pencil. <laughs> It'd be a take like, in ah, pencil. Should I outline this? This game isn't actually a full pushover either. The Lions have been in every game that they played. I think we're going to talk more about that later. But I agree with you. I think the Lions are – they're not good, 
but they're not. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Exa- dangerous. dangerous. That's Can I give a you great way to put it. Free highlights. Yeah. I think it would be embarrassing if they lost because everyone has yeah. like just the That's Lions' true. reputation. Yeah. It sort of supersedes how good they actually are. The Lions haven't won in Dallas in 11 years. We pulled the highlights wow. just like, hey, I wouldn't mind some Calvin Johnson highlights if we have enough footage rights for the week hub. You said, sure, here you go. So, look. If the Lions win in Dallas, and Dan Campbell, as you mentioned, Brew, hasn't ever won a road game, Dan Campbell is going to be more fired up than his morning routine where he drinks three espressos and a large coffee. That guy is going to be losing his mind. uh, uh, Detroit is going to feel like they're back on track. It's going to be a party in Dallas, and I think Jerry Jones is going to be like, going on here. I think Dak's going to be a little feel some kind Jerry of way. Jerry would say something crazy to ratchet up the controversy. Oh, the, yeah, this, but not our show. We will over. not call for the we'll see that. make a vow, Broussard. If is you Mr. go out and you're wins. trying to talk up the Lions, I get it. They are better than their record. I, I But if Dallas loses this game, I'm sorry. I, I cannot so defend so the criticism. So close to no, I, I, I'm so it, it. I wouldn't <laughs> Oh, guess who's back? C-Mac and Jimmy G. That's a recipe that's for disaster for the this, Chiefs coming yes. up. There you go. First things Chiefs. first. Yeah. You play them on Sunday. Pay attention to the schedule. <laughs> Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Guess what? The San Francisco 49ers went out and got Christian McCaffrey. They played the Chiefs. Is is Nick's analysis, you know, a little bit skewed because he's nervous? No one's saying that. <laughs> the odds to win the <laughs> NFC still go Eagles, Bucks, then Niners. Nick? Yeah. Does this make San Francisco the team to beat? Well, they already were. And, you know, you can talk about my analysis being skewed. I, would, it's I didn't skewed. Would If never anything is that. skewing my analysis, it's that... 50 to 1 Chiefs Niners Super Bowl ticket that I've been keeping Ooh. in my pocket all year, uh, which is now worth quite a bit more than it was 24 hours ago. Gosh, that out. Because for this moment, for this year, as long as he's healthy, they're obviously better than they were. Does that justify the trade? Not necessarily, but if they win a Super Bowl, it certainly does, and this raises their chances of that. I think right now, if you look at San Francisco, just within the NFC, let's forget the Chiefs, forget the Bills and the AFC. Do they have the best defense in the NFC? I say yes, when it's healthy. Once Nick Bosa gets back, they get their corners back, everybody. Do they have the best offensive line in the NFC? No, but a good one. And they do have the best left tackle, and he might be back this week. Do they have the best tight end in the NFC? Yes. Do they have the best group of skill position guys now with Debo, C-Mac, and Ayuk? Certainly can argue it. I mean, I, you, you can give me a second candidate, but I think right now they have the scariest and most versatile group. Mm-hmm. Do they have a coach that you trust? I do. I know Shanahan's a little controversial for some. And do they have a juggernaut team within their division they got to go through? Nope. Not even close. So for all those reasons, with respect to the Philadelphia Eagles, I think the Niners can overcome their incredibly limited uh, mistake-prone quarterback. And can make the Super Bowl. And, I, you know, I thought they could make the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback or an essential rookie quarterback in mm-hmm. Trey Lance. So, yeah, I think they're the team to beat. Yeah, I agree, man. I think getting a guy like McCaffrey, getting essentially another Debo Samuel on your team in terms of skill set, in terms of what he does, in terms of how they like to use a player like C-Mac, it's just going to be tough to stop. It's going to be tough to kind of key in on all those guys every single down and Kyle Shanahan is a pretty creative guy when it comes to making plays and creating plays and creating opportunities he's really creative when it comes to those play calls so I can only imagine the creativity he's going to have with C-Mac in the backfield imagine him and Debo in the backfield split motioning you don't know what's coming at you so I think they're the team to beat I think they're thanking their lucky stars that Jimmy G never got traded or no, nothing happened, nothing came oh, about of that. I like the fact that they came know, back and got <laughs> him back in there. Like, go. They need to be thanking their lucky stars that he didn't go anywhere else and that they were able to get him back in that locker room because the team 
That first game back, the team missed him. They loved him. They could tell. They wrapped their arms around him. It was fun. It was back in the mix. They are the team to beat. I mean, yeah, of my course. Giants are there, too. Every quarterback broke his Don't leg. come and mess it up, Nick. Don't not mess up that beautiful soliloquy. Wait, what's the All kid's right? name? The seventh rounder. Okay, we're not talking about seventh rounders. We're talking Look, about Jimmy Look, th- this is weird. That was great. I-, I hear you on Jimmy G. We got some graphics if you want to see them that show how, how successful he's been. Mm-hmm. This is going to be weird, though. Because Bruce. you know I like Jimmy G. Oh, this is- but when I think of the team to beat, like if you tell me Buffalo's the team to beat in the AFC, sure. or, or even uh, you wouldn't say Kansas City's the team to beat because Buffalo's there. Yeah. But those two teams are head and shoulders above the rest of the conference. Yeah. And so one of those, you could say they're the teams to beat. As much as I like San Francisco, and I think they got a great chance of getting to the Super Bowl, am I ready to say like they're – they're the Buffalo or Kansas but, City of the NFC. I, I can't say but it. that's because even as much you you say you like Jimmy I agree. G, I'm it's gonna because give, you don't trust him. I'm, I'm gonna give you like Jalen Hurts. It's because who you don't I can't. I don't know if I can say I can trust Jalen better more than Jimmy G because mm-hmm. Jalen wasn't good in the playoffs last year. But right now, Jalen looks like a better quarterback than yeah, Jimmy G. Dak obviously is a better quarterback than Jimmy G, though he hasn't done it in big games either. And obviously, Tom Brady if Tampa gets it together. So. I I I agree with you on what you're saying about Jimmy G, but that they can't be like the definitive team to beat no. because they don't have a superstar quarterback, right? Or just star. or star or just above average. Well, no, no. Mediocre. See, see, there. With any of those, going too far. <laughs> you, know you open the door. Of course, you open the I'm door. Being you either ride hard or not. He's a go really good go quarterback. How about that? No, no, that, no, no. that doesn't pay Hold the bills, Broussard. Wait a second. Jimmy G's a really good quarterback. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If he were, a, if you really believe he was a really good quarterback, then it's an easy question, because you you just said he hasn't even proven what Dak has proven. Dak is in the good to really good category, and you correctly in that moment of clarity uh, had Jimmy G in the right spot. Because I know you love their defense. I know you love C-Mac. I know you love Debo. I, the, the, the one yeah but with this team, the one like, ah, oh, boy, I, I'm I nervous, is their oh, quarterback. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 didn't know. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, all right, I have a question. It's not about sort of projecting Mm -hmm. it's about the game on Sunday yeah San Francisco versus Kansas City now I understand that maybe I'll have a small package probably C-Mac won't play at all Mm -hmm. but just suppose that we treat you know the 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 uh, his acquisition like when you get a new pair of sneakers Mm -hmm. it's not like well I'll take it home and I'll maybe I'll wait a while and I'll find a nice outfit like no man Let's go right out of the store. Put my old ones in the box. I'm walking out of the store. Let's go. It starts right now. If that were to happen, if they wanted to be super aggressive, what would uh, Christian McCaffrey have to do to make an impact on Sunday against the Chiefs? Man, I think they would, again, they'd have to create a a small package for him, for him to go out there and be successful and to just – he has to be able to be in a position to play and not think. Okay. And go out there and be in packages that I can just hand them the ball or tell them to flare out right or be in the slot and running out. Simplify the entire playbook or his package so that he can get the ball in space and do what he does best. That's Giving him the ball in space should be the only task right. for Kyle Shanahan moving forward with both Debo and C-Mac on this football like team. It. How can we get them in space, wide open, or with their ball in their hands, and make something And special. they can do that by Sunday. They can Sunday. absolutely do that. Right. Okay. Well, they, but, the, but where his biggest utility is going to be, I believe, is going to be lining up as a running back, them seeing that they have a heavy defensive package in, they split him out, now he's got a linebacker on him, and he can go run a route. Though that type of stuff, him and Debo being interchangeable, that is going to take time. For sure. So th- th- where I, I do not think, and I'm not saying this because they're playing the Chiefs. No, I know. I do not think... The way he, if he is used on Sunday, is going to look similar at all to how they plan to use him for the bulk of the yeah. season mm-hmm. because they want to use, they want to be able to use. They, right now, they have the best running wide receiver 
in football in Debo. Mm-hmm. And now they also have the best receiving yes. running back in football. Mm-hmm. And that should allow Kyle Shanahan to do a lot of fun things. I would be stressed out healthy. if I was the Chiefs defensive coordinator. 26-24 Kansas City. I think they're going to miss Don't be stressed That's out. That's not what Spags. you see. Right. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> you got the right. Oh, no. no. Oh, are the Dak Dak and the Cowboys on upset alert? Stay tuned for the hottest segment in all sports. No way. Tears is the best. Bud List is the most inspirational, but this is the hottest. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Now it is time for the Puxatani Phil of football to make his upset alert. <laughs> Seahawks over Broncos. Oh, stop it. This thing is going to be no good. And the Seahawks are going to win their opener. And I am going to get this one 100% correct. I am putting the Packers on upset alert in London against the Giants. The New York Giants have come to London and rang the bell of the Green Bay Packers. This week... I'm going far out on a limb, on a limb so far that no one on TV or even at a bar, no one is willing to say this. Steelers over Buccaneers. Oh, no. Gosh. This is your worst one Are you one serious? Yet. And Pittsburgh is going to snap their four-game losing streak. Everyone making sour faces at me like, oh! And then on Monday being like, man, I can't believe it. He got another one. <laughs> In my hand is the newest upset alert. It will be revealed in approximately four minutes. Victor Cruz joins us for the hottest segment in all of sports television, upset alert. Brew, you have also been very good at upset alerts. But it's just my my shadow. Yes, like a long shadow. You also had... Patriots over Packers. That's true. In a game that went to overtime. You almost have gotten four Correct. massive upsets. Correct. You know what? Good teamwork right there for I me. Mean, it's Good great. job. Meanwhile's <laughs> gotten a couple like three-point dogs. They're alerts. Right They're alert. I mean, <laughs> you, you're going the extra mile. I'm just going by the, That's the, right. the, yeah. what the it's title okay. is. It's okay. Take it away, This is an alert. Go ahead. Take it away? Yeah. My, take it my away. alert? Yes. Yeah. Cleveland. Gives Baltimore a lot of trouble. Actually, you know what? what? I'm, I'm, I think I'm saying. What does say, that mean? What does that mean? I, I think we just I'm saw a, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm a big Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland. That's right, Cleveland. Because Nick, you talked about Detroit being better than their record. I think you would agree the Browns are better than their record. Browns should be five and one. Okay, there you go. So, and Baltimore, look, I know. The Browns have struggled. Yeah, because the Browns have struggled down the stretch, but so has Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So I I think the run, obviously, they got a great running game. Jadavian Clowney's back. I think Miles Garrett is is getting healthier than he was a week ago. And you said it earlier, J.K. Dobbins Dobbins is is out. out. We don't know if Mark Andrews is playing or not. So can I ask a question about the other side of this game? Sure. So Baltimore. Bill Barnwell had this stat, it's a great one. From when Lamar first took over until the start of this year, the Ravens were 32-1 in games with a double-digit second-half lead that Lamar started prior to this year. This year, they're 2-3. and three. They lose that crazy game against Miami. That wasn't on Lamar. He was awesome in that game. Defense let up. Then against Buffalo, they're up 10 in the second half. Lamar throws two second-half picks. Then against the Giants, they're up 10 with seven minutes left. Lamar throws a pick and fumbles the football. If they lose to Cleveland and Lamar struggles, how much scrutiny and pressure do you – because Lamar threw three weeks. We were like, is he the league right, MVP? Right, right, but right, the, right. their last two losses can be traced back to him, and I feel like he's kind of maybe skirted beneath the criticism radar. If they lose to Cleveland, I think that ends, Vic. Yeah, I agree. I think he has to – and that's why I wouldn't want to be Cleveland right now okay. because Lamar is coming out with a vengeance – Ready to ready to avenge the loss from a week ago. Ready to get that bad taste out of the Baltimore Ravens fan base's mouths. But it's not going to be the same for the Cowboys because I have the Lions. Oh, wow. Over. 
What? Wow. Here we go. Explain why. I'll explain why. Remember that short margin of, uh, of, of error of victory that they've been losing by or losses yes. that they've been losing by? I think they're a much better team than their record indicates. They've only given up seven sacks in six games. Really good offensive line. Jared Goff can deliver the ball. They got weapons. I think they can play. And I think Cowboys coming in with Dak might be limping in a little bit. May not have the same wow. moxie. But I got Detroit winning this. So let me, because you opened it up. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should be starting Cooper Rush? You think they should just roll this out with Cooper I'm, Rush? I'm the same way. I'm the Belichick of it. I'm like, if I'm rolling with the hot hand and we're 4-1 with this guy and he's got us going where we need to be and feeling the way we need to feel and our team is rallying around that, I'm paying attention to my team. That's, that's the biggest thing as a head coach. You have to pay attention not just to the quarterback position, how they're playing. How's my team responding to this? How's my team responding to this quarterback? Are they playing for him? Are they catching the ball when he throws it? I mean, he threw a couple passes that looked like some high-level quarterback-type stuff between the seams, doing some really good things with the football. Now, Dak, he wasn't necessarily lighting it up before he got hurt. So, Cooper Russ comes in there, 4-1. Team is rallying around it, feeling good. Dak is back. He feels good. He's back healthy. But what does that look like for the team? Yeah, and I so this game. So I think you make a bunch of really good points, and I I like I, I like your upset alert. I also like your upset alert. I like both of the underdogs at the very least keep those games close. What I want to see most notably in this game, and it's the point I've been making all week, and you made it as well. The Lions defense allowed seven sacks. I we have all given Micah Parsons. and Demarcus Lawrence credit. We've talked about the Cowboys as one of the best defenses in football. Yeah. If that defensive line and defensive front can come in and wreck this game, then you have to start talking about them as the very best defense in football. Sure. You know, so I think Philadelphia's got a case. Tampa has a case. San Francisco would be my personal pick. And I've said that I think Parsons, in an odd way, is the defensive player of the year, but also a little overrated by some of the media. It's like he's Lawrence Taylor already. If he comes in an Alliance team that allows one sack a game, he gets a hat trick in this game, then you do have to start saying, okay, you know what I mean? Right. Is this a 2,000 Ravens type of defense mm. where no matter what the offense is, mm-hmm. they're going to be championship caliber? That's what I want to see in that game. Okay, excellent. Now it is time for the Puxatani Phil of football <laughs> to make his pick. And I'll be honest with you. I've been so hot, it's gotten into my head a little bit. I woke up this morning, excuse me, my earpiece is out. I woke up this morning and I looked in the mirror and I said, PPOF, are you sure you want to go back to the well? And I said, yes, I'm going back, bro. I'm going back to Pittsburgh. Steelers over Miami. Yes, here's why. First of all, I picked a Pittsburgh team that was all sorts of banged up. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's healthy. Friermuth is healthy. Kenny P is healthy. Mika Fitzpatrick is healthy. Everybody's feeling good. Reason number two, Mike Tomlin. Hello? Everybody knows the stat. Mike Tomlin does not have losing seasons. But everyone's, like, very anxious, like it's a carnival game. You just saw 20 people miss the carnival game. You're like, huh, I'll be the one to knock over the bottles. No, you can't. (laughs) Mike Tomlin wins. Started off 1-3 and last year. What happened? Four straight wins. Start off slow this year. About to rattle off some wins. Here's the other thing, Vic, that I'm always on alert. And and, uh, Mike Tomlin addressed it. It's like, nah, it's not that big of a deal. I do think it's a big deal. When the former coach goes up against his former team, Mm. do I think Brian Flores knows a little bit of something about the Dolphins, that if it's a close game, say, you know what, I've been saving this play. (laughs) You know, this is a good one. I totally believe that. We just saw it with Lamar and the Giants. Mm -hmm. We just saw it. And I got one more pick. It's a a great pick. Come on, fire, dude. Come on. The final one. (laughs) The final one. I know people are like, well, the Dolphins' defense, they held Miami, excuse me, they held uh, Buffalo to 19 points. Yeah, you know what? They held the Jets to 40 points. <laughs> so do I think the Steelers can get in there and do some damage? I do. I'm not telling you you should bet on it. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to bet wild things. Don't mess up my karma. I'm just saying. Upset okay. alert, Steelers over so Dolphins. Kenny Pickett, believe, you think he can come in and really be I'll be a, I'll be 100% honest with you. I believe in myself a little bit more than Kenny <laughs> <laughs> I think I can inspire okay. Kenny Pickett. Honestly, can can Honestly, I say something before we get to Nick's picks? Yes. That is so incredibly frustrating. Go ahead. Kevin Wilds two years ago came on this TV show. Oh, I know. 
and wouldn't give picks. And actually was a little, like, condescending about the idea of it. And I'd be like, wow, you got to pick a game. And he'd be like, sorry, bro, I don't think I can see the future. I'm just going to, you know, he's like, it's not what the audience wants. I, on the other hand, take these picks incredibly seriously and gamble yeah. a lot of money on them. Yeah. Wilds bets the games a dollar a game. <laughs> two dollars. He does one dollar or two dollars a game. Which makes the fact. That he has had the best picks in the Ooh. world. And Nick's picks, which comes right now, oh, is in a bit of a rut. No, all the more frustrating. Bounce back weekend. Okay, America. <laughs> let me explain myself here. Eight and ten's not Ouch. good. That's Ouch. five losing locks in a row. But they four of those five has happened the exact way the Jacksonville <laughs> one did. Four of the, let me tell you my lock. happy though, remember, put them positive ba- energy on them. Uh, Baltimore against Miami <laughs> was the first losing lock. I was laying three and a half. Baltimore's up 21 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> then San Francisco laying one against Denver and Jimmy G runs out the back of his own end zone. <laughs> and I lose that one. Jacksonville, previous time, plus seven, getting seven. They started the game 14-0. They lost by eight. <laughs> and then this week, Jacksonville is up by one with 30 seconds left. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm catching two and a half. Good money. Indy's going to kick a field goal, mm-hmm. and the lock's going to be back in the green. And Matt Ryan calls an audible <laughs> and throws a bomb to win. <laughs> I say all that to say this. We trust the process. That's right. We think, you know what? We think we've been on the right side of these analysis, the I wrong agree. side of luck. And this is the week we go 3-0. and You know how I know? Because your guys' upset alerts all have something in common with my picks. First one! How about this? First game. Brew, what was yours? Oh, or I'm sorry. What was yours, Vic? Lions. Plus seven. Like it. I don't, I'm not as quite as brave as Vic to say they absolutely went outright. But they absolutely keep it close. Mm. And the Cowboys, even if they're up substantially, are they going to try to run up the score? No. They just want to book a win with Dak. They're going to be conservative. The Lions have been a backdoor cover team all year long. They might win outright. They certainly cover Lions plus seven. Love it. Chris Broussard says Cleveland can win outright. Again, I don't know if I fully believe that. But Cleveland plus seven, a hundred percent. Same analysis as before. It's not just J.K. Dobbins is out and Mark Andrews might not play. It's that Baltimore, the last thing Baltimore is going to do if they have a lead late is try to open it up. They're just going to try to escape with a victory rather than blow one. Cleveland can, could win outright. Certainly could backdoor cover. Divisional game, seven points is too much. And then this is the painful one because we did that whole montage because I support Kevin Wilds. You're playing with fire. <laughs> My <laughs> lock. The Dolphins. Minus seven. Wow. Right ice. Spit in the face of the upset alert king. The Dolphins blow out Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming wow. off its best game of the year. Overvalued. The people forget how great Miami looked when Tua was in there. Miami, 35. Pittsburgh, 10. Upset alert. Down wow. in flames. Knicks picks back going. There it is. Three picks of the week, my friend. I'd love to support you, Wilds. Couldn't do it. There it is. You know, you can't help people. I don't want to be (laughs) (laughs) As the Lakers front office let LeBron down, we discuss next. First things first. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Back to Clippers Lakers. Russ goes 0 for 11 from the field. 0 for 6 from 3. Here he is after the game. How would you assess your game tonight? Um, solid, solid. Uh, played hard. That's all you can ask for. Um, move on to the next one. Flush it down the toilet and get ready for Sunday. He's a veteran. Uh, we've all had bad shooting nights. I've had bad shooting nights. Everybody in this league has had bad shooting nights. Who cares? Um, I thought he played a. Uh, I thought he played a great game. By you know, defensively he was in tune. He was locked in. He pushed the tempo. Just didn't make any shots, man. You know, and that's okay. 
Okay. Sure. Yeah. Has the Lakers front office let LeBron down? That's the question. Yeah. I mean, I think it's undeniable. I, I thought the worst job a front office had done in, since LeBron was, you know, basically maybe in his whole career, but certainly since he started winning MVPs, was the 2018 Cavs. When Kyrie left and Dan Gilbert wanted that draft pick so much that turned into Colin Sexton, who now plays for the Jazz. Uh, and so he wouldn't trade for Paul George, and then midway right. through the season they panicked. But at least that 2018 Cavs team, when the playoffs started, had Kyle Korver, had George Hill, had Jordan Clarkson, had Rodney Hood, had J.R. Smith. All, certainly at the time, limited players for various reasons. But all could shoot. Shoot it up. So at the very least, what was going to happen is it's like, LeBron, you got to do everything. But when the defense collapses on you, we'll be there and we'll be open for a three. Right. We'll see if we hit it. This, for t- to have back-to-back years, Brew, to have a team where LeBron is the best three-point shooter, and that's not calling LeBron a great three-point shooter, but it has been a rule of thumb. If LeBron is your best shooter, you have built the team wrong. And Palinka's done it twice now. So, yeah, I'd say they've let him down. I'm not going to go as far as to say they let him down. Because, one, a lot of their problems stem from Russ. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And that was LeBron's idea. LeBron wanted Russ. I'm not Hubie Brown. But I saw that, that there's no way Russell Westbrook's going to work well, with LeBron thought. and Anthony Davis. All right. Now, they have, well, made some, they have made some mistakes. They should have – remember, I was on the show as a guest at that time. They should have gone after Kyle Lowry. They could have got him, but, no, oh, we can't give up THT, yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker. I don't know. All right, if they had had Kyle Lowry, you, were, you were in THT's corner on that had board. only played, like, 12 games and looked yeah, really interesting yeah, in yeah, yeah, okay. Let Caruso okay. walk. Okay. Let Caruso, yeah, well, that, no, they let Caruso walk because the bus family, you know, owns a small market team with family money and can't pay the luxury <laughs> tax. That was framed as a choice. That was that was like they it was an either or. They could have kept Caruso. It would have just cost them a lot of money. They chose not to pay him. Let, let me say this. I mentioned John Wall earlier. They should have done that trade for Westbrook. You know who's let LeBron down more than the front office? Oh, I can't wait. Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Huh. Anthony Davis was supposed to take the torch from LeBron after they won the championship in 2020. I thought he was going to become a player that was in the MVP conversation every year, you know, for the next five years after that. And so many great players, once they win a title, yes, go to a new level. That's my point. That's what I thought was going to happen. And he so. didn't – we know the injuries, and we're in game two. He barely got through that game last night. And, I, look, I don't know if it's genetic, if it's because he had that growth spurt in high school or what. But the dude is fragile. Yeah. He, I, you think I, I'm not joking? He barely made it through that game. No, I know. With the back, I wouldn't be surprised if the back flares up and he doesn't play the Wild. next game. You know the restricted area, obviously. I know you do, but to the audience, you know the restricted area. Anthony Davis has taken 21 field goal attempts outside of the restricted area, not outside of the paint, outside of how the restricted area. I want to hear how many he's made. Five. He's 0 for 10 on mid-range shots and five for 21. Outside of the restricted area. Even when he's been healthy, he hasn't been what he can be. He's been good, obviously, but he hasn't been that superstar level player he can be. So, he likes jump shots. I, but he's not, but he's he, terrible. Well, <laughs> like the paint, AD, like the paint. Will the newest Niner make the biggest week seven headlines? Uh-oh. We're talking about the future right here. Stay tuned. First things first. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to First Things First. We're talking about Knicks medals. Last night, the debut of Kawhi Leonard off the bench. 14 points, 21 minutes. Not enough to make the medal stand. Nick, who did it better? Well, our first losing player of the year. I think it's our first makes the medal stand. James Harden. 
31, wow. 8, and 9. Well, we couldn't give it to any Lakers. Well, the Clippers, no, nobody played enough. We'll explain it. 31, 8, and 9 for James Harden. He gets a medal, bronze medal. Who is not giving it to him is Joel Embiid, who didn't necessarily seem thrilled with how that game went. Also, Something by the way, Sixers. It's been three years of this. Can you please try to figure out how to defend end-of-game sets? You you were about to steal a win, and then you leave the Bucks wide open for three. Also, Bucks, can you figure out how not to play Grayson Allen? Gross. Silver medal. Giannis. Giannis gets the silver. Uh, nice, quiet 21-13-8, but spectacular defense throughout the night. Helped really minimize Embiid's impact as the Bucks get a nice opening win, and he was able to overcome Grayson Allen. And then a gold medal. Something of a honorary gold. Gang sign, John Wall. Oh, wow. John Wall hadn't seen him play in a couple years. I thought he was. I thought he was great. I thought his yep. burst looked awesome. Yep. He looked happy. I, I, he looked like he would be immediately the third best Laker. I thought Wall was great. His numbers weren't amazing, 15-4-3. But it's nice to have John Wall, the basketball player, back in our yeah, lives. Take. There is the medal stand from last night. Only excellent. two games in the association. I'm back. I thought that was an excellent medal stand. That's Thanks, one Kevin. of your best. I appreciate Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Thank you, bud. We're moving on to a new segment. <laughs> Called Future Things we First. We did it two weeks ago. The se- well, <laughs> you know, new to me. And we've got new viewers every day. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's a big football and some newspaper. It's right up. Broussard's idea. He's like, can we do a newspaper segment? And we're like, yes. okay, Broussard. Uh, so, Brew, you can kick us off. Give us your Future Things First headline. Return of the DAC. Oh! I almost sang it. Yeah, we get sued. Of the DAC. Well, now we got sued. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe, Nick. Maybe I can after some of your locks and your record and your picks. Hey, that was a low that, blow. I, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> you got the Lions? Given that Dallas is going to beat Detroit. And it's going to be the oh, return at your, of the DAC. Yeah, look at your headline. That's yes. very interesting. I hope you soak that in because it's the only time you're going to be seeing it because the real money headline is going to be Lion's Roar. Oh, I listened. Back. Yeah, we're back, buddy. Here we go. I listened to Victor Cruz, and I thought about what he said, and I already had the Lions plus seven. And I said, you now know you what? you got them outright? I think they're going to win outright. So I like the Lions to win outright. I think the Lions are going to score a bunch of points. Most notably, I do not think the Dallas defensive front is going to have the dominating effort that it has had recently because of that Lions defensive line. And with DeAndre Swift likely uh, back, no. um, Amon Ross St. Brown playing all of that, I like the Lions to win a very close, very good game. So I think the Lions get to 2-4, and four, and all of a sudden Jerry Jones has given us some very interesting comments. Ooh, I can't wait. After the game. <laughs> I can't wait. My headline here is Backup Bonanza. It's also my junior Ooh. varsity upset alert. Taylor Heineke mm. beating Aaron Rodgers. Now, I wow. understand the narrative. The conventional wisdom is, eh, starting quarterback out, you're probably going to lose. Are you? How'd that work when Dak left and Cooper Rush came in? How'd it work when Mac Jones, the baby goat, and Bailey Zappi came in? How about Russ left town and Geno's there? How about Trey Lance and Jimmy G? This is the year of the backup. I think Taylor Heineke, for, who had a little heat for a little while ago, we're like, oh, is this guy the future? And Wentz is out, who threw for 99 mighty yards last week. <laughs> I think this is a, a sneaky upset. So I think that's the – so. I stayed away from this game, gambling or picks, because mm-hmm. there's so much unknown surrounding Washington right now with Rivera and with the you know Heineke. We haven't seen them all year, but I do think that this is a team that might be in a position where the backup's better than the starter. I that Heineke's that's possible, better than but God, you don't think Aaron Rodgers is coming out with a vengeance this year? We, Show me he, something. He was number two on the bud list. You saw oh, the tears. That's a good point. Reputation I, only. Oh, I know, but it's bud list versus the tears. It's kind of like my world's collided. So he's done, he's washed in your your opinion. You're the one that put him on the bud list, not I'm me. Just, wow, Aaron, I, I Aaron, I believe in you. As we say on the bud <laughs> list, on the bud I believe list. in you. <laughs>